0: Just understand no plan is ever going to be perfect. Success requires adjustments and you need to pivot to achieve long-term success, whether that's in your health and fitness, your business, your finances, whatever it is, view these challenges as an opportunity for growth, for figuring out a different solution, for accumulating more knowledge and more confidence around your ability to continue path. My name is Leigh Farneson. My brother Anders and I are on a mission to help 1 million vegans get into the best shape of their lives. We firmly believe that the more healthy and fit vegans there are, the faster we can change the world. Let's work together to inspire change, spread compassion, and challenge the status quo. Welcome to the Vegan Gym Podcast. Everyone has a plan until they get punched in the mouth, pal. Boom. (laughs) So that quote by Mike Tyson is something we've all heard. And that is really kind of the basis of what we want to talk about in today's episode. So how many times have you had a plan to lose those 20 pounds or complete a big work project or try to get that promotion or try to get more organized or you want to spend more time with your family or anything else? You've got these goals, these ideas for what you want to accomplish in your life. But then life has other plans. Work hours start getting crazy. Maybe you need to move, uh, this or that. Things come up. And what do you do in those situations? Most people default to just pushing their goals down the road. Or they think, hey, life isn't fair, or it's so much more challenging for me. It's easier for other people. Or They just give up on their goals altogether and they say, you know what, I'm not even going to try doing this anymore because I get I just keep getting punched in the mouth with these other things. But the people who accomplish their goals are the ones who know the power of pivoting. And I want to give you a recent example of something that really didn't go according to plan for us. So at the beginning of this year, we decided to hire a full-time video editor, uh, Jake. He's actually been on the podcast a few times. He's a super talented guy. He's a really yeah, such an incredible awesome guy. Genius, man. <laughs> and he actually had the idea for this podcast. So shout out to Jake for that. But we brought him onto the team to level up our video content game. And we always hear from our audience that all of you want more plant-based nutritional information So we spent a few hours brainstorming what exactly that would look like and how we can bring more video-based nutrition information, and we came up with this idea to launch a cooking show. But since Honors and I aren't really professional chefs and we have some cooking experience, but we're not super experienced, we decided to add some humor and just kind of making it a spoof of a normal cooking show, and that's how we came up with the idea for The Mediocre Vegan Kitchen. So we ended up buying a bunch of filming gear. We actually built a whole film set in our living room as well. That's actually... That was quite the process. That's currently up right now still, or at least most of it is. You even handmade the, the table with our dad I did that's uh (laughs) I don't think we actually even mentioned
1: that no yeah (laughs) like Leif drove all the way over to New Jersey spent like a weekend with our dad so we could film the first episode the following week
0: yeah yeah we yeah we built the table together it was a lot of fun and so we just got all this stuff together and our apartment's super cramped and has been cramped for quite a few months. And we just like bought all of these props and appliances to cook in our living room and just have this whole setup. And when the, we turned the lights on and start rolling, everything looked awesome. And I, it's I just really, felt it's a really cool set. Yeah. It, it was a cool set. And I just, I was like, This is so cool. We've got this perfect plan to film this funny vegan cooking show. I think people are going to really love this. And it um, mostly went really well. And we had a lot of fun shooting the episodes. And there were a handful of people who did love them. But we also received feedback from the opposite side of the spectrum. And one of those pieces of feedback was from a guy who emailed me and said, My wife and I tried to watch your attempt at a cooking show on YouTube. Please fire whoever is advising you. Respect is hard to come by. And that was a huge mistake. And at that point, it just felt like boom, got punched in the mouth. And we had put so much effort into this cooking show. I had put lots of effort and thought into this and getting feedback like that was really hard to receive. And it was mostly my idea for the cooking show in the first place. And I can't really fire myself (laughs) from my own business. So that was also kind of difficult to receive. But after getting similar feedback from a handful of people, we had two options. One was we could just ignore what they were saying and continue doing what we were doing. Or two, we could take a step back and reevaluate our content strategy and think, think through the process of is this feedback actually relevant? Should we listen to this? And we decided to pursue the second option because I think it's really important to always keep an open mind and consider feedback. That doesn't mean that you need to listen to it, but considering it is really important, especially when it comes from people who have already been following you or supporting you or something like that, or in whatever area of your life we're talking about. So I took a step back. I looked at things objectively and I could see why these people were feeling that way. And I then looked at things through the lens of our mission to help a million vegans get into the best shape of their lives. So at the core of that, we need to help vegans understand how to transform their bodies through plant-based nutrition, understand how to use training, understand how to create the right mindset to accomplish that. And I asked myself, does our funny cooking show, The Mediocre Vegan Kitchen, does this have the ability to help a million vegans transform their bodies? And the honest answer to that was no. This is more of like infotainment where we're doing some little informational things that we sprinkle throughout the episodes, but it's mostly focused on just kind of entertainment. And I, I think that does have an audience, but it does it have the potential to bring us closer to our mission. Is it the best use of our time when time is limited and everything has an opportunity cost? That's kind of what I started thinking through. And that's when I realized that we needed to shift to creating more practical science-based vegan nutrition content and that's what we started doing over these last few months so if you haven't subscribed to our youtube channel i would highly recommend it we just have a bunch of new content that we're working on we're trying to push really hard into this video based content and we're publishing that on our youtube channel so you can just look up the vegan gym on youtube to find our channel and you can subscribe to see our new videos that we're adding every week but that's what we decided and that's kind of the pivot that we Ended up making based on feedback and at first that feedback just felt like we we got punched in the mouth because we had this we had put so much effort into this we had what I thought was this great plan this awesome idea. And then it didn't really materialize in the way that I expected. And it didn't really get the feedback across the board that I was expecting.
1: I think it uh, really allowed us to find a a balance between entertainment and information, though. You know, because like originally when we like our uh, earliest uh, YouTube videos and our earliest content on all our platforms has just been like straight facts. You know, it's like science, 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 which we're still around that and we surround the the uh the content around that. But it's and then we pivoted to the entertainment side of things where it's just like, sure, we were giving like I guess quote unquote macro friendly uh recipes, but we weren't really even like pushing that really. Uh we were just saying like, hey, here's a easy, quick recipe and goofing off a little bit. And so I the the pivot that we've made has allowed us to actually create the best of both. Um, and i think that is very valuable uh moving forward from here is because we can provide and stay aligned with the the facts while still making it enjoyable to consume uh and i think that's uh i don't know i we you and i have uh, really experienced this with many different areas of our business and uh
0: aspects and we've I, I couldn't even tell you how many times we pivoted over the last few years. <laughs> yeah. And we tried doing some vlogs and other stuff like this. We've tried a bunch of different forms of content. I hate those. <laughs> and yeah, it was that ended up becoming way more effort and yeah. we were wondering, "Hey, what a what a, what kind of value is this actually bringing to people?" Right. And again, we just filtered everything through the lens of what is our mission and how do we actually get the most return out of our time invested in accomplishing that mission. So we have the goal and what is aligned most with that. And that required a lot of pivots along the way to figure out. So the point here and actually right before we start recording, I have a uh, a MacBook Pro that's about 2 years old and it's hooked up to our recording software and I have to get the mixer plugged in and it has a USB uh, uh, has a USB cable, but my MacBook does not have a USB port, so I need this extra little dongle thing. That's always kind of annoying. <laughs> a dongle <laughs> and, is that what it's actually called? Yeah, that's that's a. <laughs> I think that's called a dongle. I've never even it's heard of like it. It's an extra attachment. Yeah, it's a little bit of a weird word. <laughs> Anyways, Anders just got a new MacBook because his other computer has started having some problems, and his has all of those he has the ports he has the usb he has the uh sd card the hdmi ports he has these things that i don't and i just have four thunderbolt uh ports so that's an example of a huge company Apple, who has pivoted in a pretty major way, and they've pivoted multiple times as they've tested various things in the market. I could only feedback. imagine
1: what their meetings were when they were getting, receiving all the feedback about like the external pieces needed for connections. Um, because when I first got my uh, original MacBook, I, I was, I don't know, I was kind of like pissed off, you know? Uh, it's just like, why do I need this extra little dongle, you know, uh, to make it operate? Uh, so yeah, it's, it's, it's really cool to see that, like you said, that huge business pivoting back to where they were originally, and then they're just working on refinement. So I don't know, sometimes you do have to take a step back before you can take a leap forward and that's pivoting. Uh, so it's just a constant process.
0: Yeah. It's trying new things and seeing how, how they work. And sometimes. You can get feedback from a certain segment of your audience or your customers who says, oh, yeah, it would be awesome having four Thunderbolt cables. Oh, yeah, it would be awesome having funny cooking videos. But then you start getting other feedback and realize, oh, maybe I was too I got locked in on this and I got too focused and I just went ahead with something and that's, that's okay, because I think success requires action. It, it requires that you are moving forward. But at the same time, you need to be uh, open to pivoting, open to new ideas, open to different feedback. And that's true whether we're talking about business or your fitness or anything else. So at the end of the day, success requires pivoting. Success in any area of your life is not a straight line. It requires that you pivot. And the only possible way of failing is by not being open to pivoting. I'm a true believer that the only way you fail is by giving up and decide or deciding that you're going to keep doing something that is clearly not working and you just waste way too much time and resources focusing on that fixating on just one way to get to your goals practically guarantees failure. And we have experienced this with content and with our fitness journeys. And if you just hyper focus on one way and the the plan that you create at the beginning is a plan that you just decide to stick with no matter what, you're probably not going to accomplish your goals. And following a fat loss program is a really great example of this. So your plan at the beginning can be perfectly laid out. You can know exactly the foods you're gonna eat, when you're gonna eat them, when you're going to the gym, what your workouts are gonna be. And you might start seeing progress and and feeling great for several weeks or maybe months, but what happens when you hit a plateau? For most people who are focusing on fat loss, that's inevitable that you're gonna hit a plateau. Fat loss is never a straight line, just like success is never a straight line, and the plan that worked in the beginning won't always work a few months down the road. And that plan in the beginning almost never carries you all the way to the end result, to the success that you ultimately want to achieve. And it just and it's important to understand that success requires that you develop new knowledge, new skills, new confidence. And that's what pivoting teaches you along that path. So as you're going throughout your fat loss journey, you are likely going to need to make changes to your nutrition, to your training, to your schedule. Things are going to come up in your life, and you can't expect that everything is just going to go according to plan. And if you look at anybody's realistic Uh, fat loss progress charts, you're going to see that, for example, if we're tracking body weights, that's going to be going up, it's going to be going down, it's going to be going sideways at some points. And so there is an element also to trusting the process. But sometimes you realize, hey, I'm, I'm seeing pretty consistent progress here. But now I need to make a change. I need to pivot because I, am, I feel like I'm stuck. I'm, I'm plateaued. Something's not working for me anymore or not working for my schedule. And pivoting teaches you how to develop new skills, how to develop new knowledge, and have the confidence to know that you can continue making progress and changing your approach along the way. And pivoting just really teaches you how to think on your feet. And going through those periods is an important part of your journey to success. And it's, it's ultimately the adaptable person who achieves success, who ultimately achieves their goals. So success almost always requires pivoting. And if success was as easy as just setting a plan and uh, setting the cr- cruise control and just sticking with that, then everyone would be successful. Everyone would get the perfect plan at the beginning, set cruise control, everything's going super well, and boom, a few months down the road, a few years down the road, I just automatically accomplish my yeah. goal. Well you
1: you say uh success uh almost always uh requires pivoting. I can you think of a, a time in your life where it hasn't required pivoting?
0: The maybe the exam it it usually comes down to the duration of time required for success. So it depends on the, depends on the magnitude of the goal. For example, if my goal is to lose five pounds, would that require pivoting? Maybe not. I set up the right plan at the beginning and then one month from now, boom, I accomplished my goal and I just was focusing on one plan. So, but with that being, so it depends, that's why. So so I, 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 that's exactly, that's the, Uh,
1: example i wanted you to give Uh, oh really yeah because (laughs) you baited me (laughs) i didn't say anything but when they get to that five lose those five pounds they're not going to be following that same plan so they have to pivot to change the direction that they're going in right because if they continue to follow the same plan either they just remain where they're at or they continue to lose um so they need to adjust the plan accordingly based off of what the next goal is
0: yeah, but you're assuming there's another goal. So that's I'm just saying if you define success as losing five pounds and then boom, I'm happy and I just want to stay here, then that then might you not require a, then you
1: need a pivot to maintenance.
0: That that yeah, but you technically accomplish the, the goal. The point is <laughs> the point is the only way that you to to get I guess to address your main point, the only way that you don't have to pivot is if you set little baby goals, and you once you accomplish those baby goals, you decide, "Oh, I never want to accomplish anything else." Yeah, that's the that's basically the that's only terrifying. way. Yeah. That's the only way that you don't have to pivot. At so if point. that's not you, you always have to pivot. <laughs> so that's why I say success almost always requires pivoting because maybe the I don't know one point one percent of the time where people just set little baby goals and then they're fine and they don't want to accomplish anything more. Okay, cool. Like ultimately what matters is you feel good about where you are at and what you are accomplishing and, and how you, you feel great. You just feel on fire in your life. You have amazing relationships. You have accomplished all of your fitness goals. Ultimately you feeling amazing is what matters. It's not, Looking a certain way, it's not being a certain body weight, it's not anything that's externally defined. It is just, hey, do you feel good? For me personally, and I found for lots of other people as well, we can get into that a little bit, but I found for me personally, I am most happy when I am on the journey. I am most happy pursuing the goals. And every single time that I have accomplished what I thought was the end result, the end goal, my end success, I realized, oh, this is just step one, step three, whatever it is.
1: Yeah. Well, the uh, it's cool that you say that because like the, the first few times that you set these quote unquote big goals that you think that's the end goal, but then you re- meet there and you achieve it and you realize that there is something greater and you can do more then you start understanding during the process that there's just going to be more and more bigger goals. And then that's where you kind of like sit in and start enjoying the entire thing. Um, and I, yeah, I mean, with where I'm at right now, it's like I I could not imagine just stopping where I'm at. You know, it's like if I just stop right now, I think I would be extremely unhappy.
0: Yeah, it, uh, I... I totally agree with you and I'm totally totally on the same page. I but I also understand that not everybody thinks that way and that's okay. So I think I think for most people if they are being radically honest with themselves, once they accomplish, once they have a taste of success, however they define it, they realize that that is something they want to continue pursuing because it ultimately comes down to personal development and and realizing, hey, I can continue leveling up. It's not about financial success or having an eight pack when you got a six pack and like continuing to focus on the next thing it's not really about the thing about the goal it's about who am i becoming through this process it's and yeah you know it's that's a, what excites me
1: yeah i i like to be able to look at myself in the mirror every single morning and every single evening and saying like hey i i made the most of my time today it's like i i crushed today you know um i'm i'm happy with what i've accomplished uh and i you say that not not many people and not all people have this like desire for um, growth and and um, and wanting to go through that whole process and journey but i think like you just mentioned i think everyone does they just have they haven't experienced it yet i don't think that they've even opened their eyes to it yet you know because when you do it's like you're addicted
0: i think that's true for yeah i'm not sure addiction is the right word but (laughs) addicted to success I I think, I don't think that's the best way of phrasing it. I don't think it should be addicted to success. It should be, if you're, if you're, it should be, um, I haven't really thought through this yet, but what what is it? It's, um,
1: a, I think, I think people say addiction in a, um, use, we use it a lot in society for a negative thing. But I think it it can be a very positive thing. It's like, uh, I don't know. For it's, example, I'm addicted to like uh, strengthening my relationships. You know, it's just like. I don't know.
0: I, I think that's, I think you're starting to use that as a kind of a weird, weird word. <laughs> I would say, yeah, I don't, I guess I don't have, um, I was thinking of the word obsessed, but that's not really any better. I don't know. It's, it's the, it's this idea that I am, I am. On fire for developing as a person. That's what it, it, like this lights me on fire. I, I'm so much more excited in life by pursuing my potential. That's what I think it comes down to. And I, addicted to success, I think that might resonate with a small percentage of people, but I don't think that's, that's, that's not the way I would phrase it. And that's not what I'm really trying to communicate.
1: Well, if I were to say it, In other means, it's just like I don't know, like life dominance.
0: (laughs) Okay, we're starting to use some weird words. I don't know.
1: That's just how I view it in my head, and that's the like the internal talk.
0: Yeah. Okay. So the point is, success almost always requires pivoting, and that's what I'm really trying to drive home here. And as I said, like if success was as easy as just setting a plan and then setting cruise control and just boom, 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 going through life, accomplishing all my goals and success is guaranteed. It's just a matter of how much time it takes and I don't need to pivot. Then everyone would be successful, however they define that. Everyone would be accomplishing massive goals, but not everyone accomplishes their goals. So why is that? Because there are some people who view obstacles as opportunities for growth and there are other people who view those same obstacles as impassable impediments well, yeah, to their journey, point. Yeah. as a stopping point. So the people who view obstacles as opportunities for growth and they pivot on their path, those are the ones who ultimately achieve their goals. So it comes down to setting habits, setting standards that align with your dreams and goals and then never giving up on those things like setting the standard for your life. We talked about in a recent podcast episode, you get your standards, not your goals. And it doesn't come down to setting the perfect plan, then hitting cruise control. It comes down to setting the identity of who you want to become and what goals you really want to accomplish. What is your ultimate vision for your life? And how do these goals fit into that? And then deciding this person who is capable of accomplishing these things, what kind of standards do they hold themselves to? What kind of habits do they hold themselves to? What kind of things do they do on a regular basis? And how do they act? And then once you define that, those are the things that you can set on cruise control because that's not guaranteeing that you're going to never have to change your your plan for success, but you never have to change your mentality around the habits and standards that you've set for yourself to eventually be a person that deserves those goals or that dream identity. So that's what really ensures success. And building the perfect plan and charting the whole course to success ahead of time is not ever the thing that's going to get you there. And it's also really kind of crucial to your ability to pivot is understanding how to reframe challenges. So you must reframe this whole idea of getting punched in the mouth. When you get punched in the mouth, how, does, how do you respond to that? You need to review you need to view those challenges and that adversity as an opportunity, an opportunity for growth. And if you view them through that lens, instead of something, instead of looking at it like, woe is me, or this is not fair, why do I have to go through this? Or man, I'm just going to throw in the towel. This is this is too much. This is too hard. If you view challenges and adversity as an opportunity for growth, which they truly are if you can look through that lens. That's going to allow you to pivot towards a solution much faster and pivot your way to achieving your goals much faster. So think about a time in your life when something didn't go according to plan, when you got punched in the face and you had the plan, but something came up how did you react to those challenges or that adversity? Were you angry? Did you decide to throw in the towel and give up? Did you default to blaming others or blaming the situation or other the circumstances around the um, where you found yourself? And how much energy did you really spend focusing on what went wrong instead of looking for solutions and opportunities? When something goes wrong, it's okay to feel frustrated. And I still, to this day, get frustrated a lot when things go wrong. And that's something I'm working on. I'm far from far from perfect when it comes to that. But you need to work to shift your focus to a solution as quickly as possible. Work to shift your focus to the opportunity as quickly as possible. And this is something, as I just touched on, I've had to work on this a lot, especially over the last few years. And I think it's just kind of, it's part of most people's makeup. Like humans are more easily able to identify problems than solutions. It's part of kind of our survival brain that was just heavily tuned into any kind of danger or pitfalls or anything like that. But if That's if you also struggle with that, if you struggle to view obstacles through the lens of potential solutions and opportunities, then don't worry, because you can build a solution focused mindset just like you can build your uh, muscle. And the more that you practice this, the more you work on that mindset muscle, the quicker you're going to be able to solve problems with a clear head on the fly and be able to deal with not only more challenges, but harder challenges over time. Because in general, as you are making your way down the path to uh, your goals, to success, and success tends to build upon itself, goals tend to Increase in magnitude, um, they are going to get harder. Your goals are going to get harder over time, which means the challenges on the way to accomplishing those goals are going to get harder. So, and more <laughs> and they will tend to increase in frequency. So, it takes a lot of practice to change the way that you think. So, be patient with yourself. This is also something that I am trying to work on, but it's really important. It's understanding. Hey, I don't I don't need to have all the answers immediately. This is something I'm working on and I am trying to view things through a positive lens. I'm trying to view things through a solution-focused mindset instead of just dwelling on the challenges and dwelling on any kind of negativity surrounding those challenges. So just understand no plan is ever going to be perfect. Success requires adjustments and you need to pivot to achieve long-term success, whether that's in your health and fitness, your business, your finances, whatever it is. And it's just so incredibly important to understand that because lots of people set a plan and they make some progress, and then they get hit with a challenge, and they think, oh man, I can't do this. No, you can. You just need to view these challenges as an opportunity for growth, for figuring out a different solution, for accumulating more knowledge and more confidence around your ability to continue your path. Another problem lots of people have is that they overthink their first move because they think they need to have the perfect plan at the beginning. But as we've been talking about, there are no perfect plans that you can set up in the beginning that will carry you all the way to your goals. So thinking that that is something you should be finding is actually just wasting your time. It's waste. It's just pushing off the the start line to your goals. And. Many people push this start date of their journey towards their goals because they have a lot going on or they feel really busy or they feel like they need to have the perfect plan. They tell themselves, hey, I'm too busy. I wanna wait for a better time to start when things calm down. But what these people fail to realize is that there is no duration of time that is long enough for them to accomplish their goals that will not include adversity or challenges or a busy schedule. So that's really important. People, let me kind of rephrase that. People push off the start date to their goal because they want to start at a, quote, more perfect time or they want to iron out their perfect plan. But what they fail to realize is that there is no duration of time that is long enough for them to accomplish their goals that does not include adversity or challenge. So yes, maybe things will calm down in a few months and at that point it's going to feel easier at the start of your journey, but any substantial goals worth achieving are going to ultimately take you many months or many years or just become a lifetime commitment of personal development, and continuing to reach for the next goals. So what happens when you become busy again along your journey or challenges and adversity pop up along your journey? Maybe you can wait for the perfect start, but that perfect start, that time is not going to last through the entire journey of you getting to your goals. So if you just start when you're busy, if you start when you don't have the perfect plan, if you start when not all of the stars are aligned, then you're going to have the confidence that you can do this forever, that you can continue making progress towards your goals because you have started in a difficult time. You have started when you're busy. You have started without the perfect plan. You have just decided I'm going to start now, even though I haven't controlled all the variables.
1: An- another way of looking at it is like the, the end goal is sustainability, right? um and if if you look through this lens of hey having a perfect start or it needs to everything needs to be aligned um and let's say hypothetically you have this window of time that is absolutely perfect it rainbows everything's shining and you're able to accomplish your goal do you really think the rest of your life is going to be that same way you know so it's just like take looking at through that lens saying like even if you did have the perfect environment and all the time in the world to achieve the goal, that is not something that's going to be sustained throughout the rest of your life. So just understanding that, sure, maybe you might have a perfect start and maybe you might have a, for example, a lot of people do summer, right? Because it's, it's the time to, to get in shape and so forth. Let's say that you have the two months and you have more time on your hands and you love going outside and everything th- seems amazing. Uh, what's going to happen? Like, what happens in October? Yeah, (laughs) then you have then you have fall, then you have winter, and then you have spring, and you're like, let's do it again, you know. And that's what really that that mentality is what really sparks the yo-yo dieting, the roller coaster dieting, Um, and ultimately it just continues to drive you down into a place where you are in negative thought, and you will probably at some point in time, depending at, at Along the line is like you will stop, because like people will only do the same thing over and over again and fail over and over again for so many times. Yeah. So that's
0: a good way of rephrasing it. Like if you can, if you can do it when it's ugly out, when it's raining or snowing or whatever. I actually like the rain. I like the snow. But if you can do it when it's not ideal, then you can. Then you have the confidence to know. I can, I, I can crush this. I can continue moving forward versus, Hey, if I have only ever done this when everything was great and we got the sunshine and rainbows that you're talking about, if that's the only time I've ever done it, then I don't have the confidence to think that I can always do this moving forward because I know the sunshine is not going to last for the rest of my life. So in summary, you need to be able to pivot in life to accomplish your goals. Pivoting is absolutely crucial. So when you hit periods of challenge or adversity, what are you doing? You need to know how to pivot and you need to be open to making pivots to ultimately accomplish your goals. Let go of this idea of having a perfect plan that you spend lots of time making in the beginning that's going to carry you all the way to your goals because that's just a fantasy that never happens. And you're going to be much more prepared and ready to take on challenges if you just start and learn along the way and be open to making pivots. You also need to know that there are many ways to get to the same destination. That's another reason you don't need a perfect plan because plans can change and there are multiple plans that can work. Just focus on your habits and the daily standards that you set for yourself. That is going to bring you to your goals. You don't need the perfect plan. That's not going to get you where you want to go. And also be aware of how you react to challenges and practice self-awareness to be able to pivot more quickly and efficiently. Don't get wrapped up in frustration or thinking this isn't for me or I can't do this. I uh, understand that if you are always open to making pivots and you never give up, your goals are inevitable. You will accomplish your goals. It's just a matter of time. So that's going to be a wrap for this episode. I hope you really enjoyed listening to this and got a bunch of value out of it. Please don't forget to check out our YouTube channel. As we said, we are putting out a bunch of content on there specifically for plant-based nutrition. So we're showing full days of eating. We're showing uh, vegan meal prep. We're doing some quick, easy recipes to help you accomplish your fitness goals, whether you want to build muscle or lose body fat or whatever it is. So even if you don't have time to watch any of our videos right now, please take a minute to go subscribe so you don't miss any future videos. We're putting a lot of effort into these. And Jake is absolutely amazing He's at video editing. Yeah. And so the videos that we used to put out, so that was just something Anders made. And uh, these are a lot prettier. <laughs> hey, this uh, I no, never thought I was a video editor. <laughs> no, he had some skills. <laughs> So anyways, we've got a lot of of amazing videos coming out in the coming months, and I think they're going to bring you a lot of value. So please go ahead and check out our YouTube channel. Just look up The Vegan Gym. So thank you so much for listening, and we'll catch you on the next episode. We really hope that you enjoyed this episode. To take the next step in your vegan fitness journey and get access to all our best content for free, check out TheVeganGym.com. We'll teach you everything you need to know to torch body fat, break through plateaus, build lean vegan muscle, and supercharge your health. Get started right now at TheVeganGym.com. Until next time, peace, love, and gains.